Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Attention Strictly Hoop Talk and Strictly Hip Hop listeners. Fans, you know I've been talking about this clothing line forever, but Anti-Forever USA is where you need to be to get dope clothes, man. I'm telling you, I just got a hoodie in the mail today. It is awesome. It is one of their premium uh, hoodies, and they have they have so much more, though, than hoodies. They have beanies. They have hats. They have long sleeves. They have t-shirts. They have everything and they got more stuff coming soon i was just told that they have more stuff coming soon so fans go to anti forever usa today and remember to use the special co- promo code platty to get 10 percent off your purchase that's p-l-a-t-t-e and make sure you know that the p is capital the link will be in the description of the podcast shop anti forever usa today anti forever Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty. Joining me once again, you guys know the deal. This guy's a legend on this podcast. He's got his own legendary hip hop podcast. He's one half of my guys over at the Hip Hop Review Podcast. This is Will Gill. Will, how you doing, man? Oh, feeling great. I'm feeling a little bit better thanks to that intro, <laughs> too. So I uh, appreciate that. Uh, Feelings is mutual. I'm always happy to hop on this podcast. Uh, me and my partner, Vontae the Pro, really fuck with what you got going on over here. So always happy to come hop on the pod, man. And uh, you set out that uh, bat signal, and uh, here I am, Jada <laughs> Batman himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, for those of you that haven't seen the catalog that Will Gills dropped, both on his page and, and my podcast as well, um, he's got, they got, they got how many episodes you guys got now like 80 something total yeah we have about like 80 yeah that's about right damn so about 81 81 they do about what what one a week right yeah about one episode a week uh recently we've been doing around two just because uh not gonna lie hip-hop's been pretty great lately uh there's been a lot of albums so yeah we've been doubling up so recently we've been busy but uh average one a week all right for sure yeah and so um and so, Will Gills, also, you've probably done about damn near close to 10 of my podcasts as well. I mean, it's been it's been at least over five. Yeah, it's been a hell of a ride. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Putting in hell of work. All right, so we are here to talk about something that sparked an interest in my, in my brain last month when I had my guy Don from Noisy Images. Uh, shout out, Don. I'll leave the description uh, a link. I'll leave a link in the description to the podcast that we did. 
and the question was about Kendrick Lamar. It was it was shortly after Damn. It was about a, it was about two months removed from Damn, and um, we talked about Kendrick Lamar's status in hip hop because that is like the topic of conversation. But I'm gonna get into this little soliloquy real quick, Will Gill. So stay with me, and then after we'll we'll jump into the topic. So do you think, man? So I mean. It comes from this. Whether you like it or not, Kendrick Lamar is unquestionably the hottest MC in the game right now, in the face of the world's most popular genre of music. Uh, he's He has the highest-selling album of 2017, which already is on its way to quadruple platinum. Humble, unquestionably the song of 2017 so far. You can't go to any club, bar, venue, radio station, any entertainment, any entertainment venue, without hearing Humble, DNA, Loyalty, Love, and even XXX. That's damn near half the album. And radio isn't dead, by the way. And speaking of radio, Old Man Ebro said Kendrick Lamar is changing the sound of radio. And he's making it, he's, he's changing not only the sound, but the content of radio. And so he's having all this impact, and it's the hottest barbershop uh, topic right now, is where Kendrick ranks among the all-time greats. So again, that's to plug my plug my podcast I did with Don from Noisy Images uh, last month, where we discussed is Kendrick Lamar a top five MC of all time already. I said yes. Don said no. We had a healthy debate there. That's my guy. Shout out Don. Check out his stuff on YouTube. Noisy Images. He does. Yeah. Some- shout out Don. Sorry, Chris Price yeah. interrupted. Shout out Don, but uh, your boy was wilding on that podcast. <laughs> and if you guys ain't heard it, you guys gotta go give it a listen. And uh. I eventually want to be a pod, be on the podcast with you and Don, so we could discuss some of the things he was saying, and uh, maybe that'll be something to come in the future. For oh all yeah, three of us. Oh yeah, we'll definitely make that happen. We'll definitely make that happen. Um, I'm gonna reach out to Don soon, actually, because he's been putting out some great work and doing some new things on his channel. So check him Good out. Um, but in the podcast, I expressed I was for Kendrick, like I said, being a top five. He was against one of the one of the kind of olive branches that I extended and reasons against Kendrick not being the face of hip hop of, of all time was his lack of celebrity. I mean, sure, according to Metacritic, Damn is the second most critically acclaimed hip hop album of the 21st century to Pippa Butterfly is number one. And Good Kid Mass City is also right there, too. But outside of the groundbreaking music, we never hear anything from Kendrick, whether it's whether it whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is what we're kind of discussing today. So, Will Gill, to do this like long poor man's Justin Hunt uh, soliloquy. Shout out to Justin Hunt, man. He's he's amazing. He does great work. Um, uh, TBD is 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 a great show on YouTube. Check that out. Uh, but the question is, can an artist who makes groundbreaking music but stay reserved from the limelight be an all time face of a genre that embodies swagger? bravado to the very core of its DNA and strives for superstardom celebrity. In today's world, is music all that matters? And then cue Justin Hutt saying, I don't got the answers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Will Gill, I'll toss it to you. Where do you. I'll let you unpack where you want to unpack from that, but go ahead. Okay. Um, first, I would say I, I, I understand the root of the question because hip-hop itself was something that built up in New York from B-Boys, and it was kind of like an underground thing. And it took a Sugar Hill gang with Rapper's Delight just like a to really push hip-hop into the mainstream where it was like selling records and making money. And that record, a lot of the people that were pure hip-hop heads, they all hated it. 
because it was poppy. It was more like a show than uh, about the lyrics. And ever since that song, a lot of hip hop's like top people have been at least maybe not as showy as the Sugar Hill Gang has been, but they've all had an angle like uh, Biggie. Like he pretty much owned the street hustler turned superstar. Pac, you know, he did the uh, he did the gangster mixed with the sex symbol with the bandana shirt off combination and then like jape is like the uh the businessman where it's like uh i'm not a businessman i'm a businessman he pretty much picked up the biggie blueprint and expanded from it and it's like a crazy white boy which just like could wrap his ass off for days right and so you have all these dudes that are pe- people pretty much universally have in their top five you know there's some things outside of that yeah all those names yeah, and it's pretty clear of like what makes them who they are. And with uh Kendrick, it's kind of hard to come up with a quick summary of like where he's at. Like who is Kendrick? Like there's not really a true answer to it like personality-wise. We only really know him on record. And so we kind of have to compare him to uh to like Nas when we talk about Nas about the quiet man that just has a nasty pen and people have a lot of respect for his music. But where, uh, where Nas messed, I wouldn't say messed up, but Nas musically, uh, radio wise, hasn't had the success that, uh, Kendrick's had. Like after Illmatic, it's been pretty quiet for, uh, for, uh, Nas for probably like five, six, seven years. It was quiet. You know, he had little pop-ups with Stillmatic, but Kendrick, Right now, he's that quiet personality that Nas has, but he's putting out these albums that are just like in your face. Like there has to be something to be said for like a person that in person, at least what he gives off is like a naturally quiet person, but the music that he makes is just really in in your face. Like who is Kendrick Lamar? It's a weird contrast contrast that the guy that looks regular as fuck. Charlemagne once ran into him and said, like, um, he saw Kendrick at a bowling alley and thought Kendrick was an employee that worked for that bowling alley. And uh, that's how mm-hmm. much he didn't look like a rapper, let alone a star. Right. You know, he didn't even look like a rapper. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's just how regular Kendrick looks. He's definitely not like how the Migos are who dress up in silk shirts and jewelry. Most of, uh, most of the time when you see Kendrick, it's plain shirt or hoodie. He's mad regular in real life, but in in music though, he jumps out of your headphones, and so it's like, who is really Kendrick Lamar? Is he the guy yelling in a drunken rage on you on to pimp a butterfly, or like the guy wishing his dick was the size of the Eiffel Tower on backseat freestyle, <laughs> or is he like the guy on interviews where he has a hoodie up, shoulder slumped? And just kind of quietly answering questions. Uh, I think that's where the root of this question really is. Is uh, who? how do people perceive Kendrick? How do you think right. that? Is he perceived as the quiet man he is on interviews? Or is he perceived as the forward-thinking, loud, aggressive rapper that he is on record? And I think once we settle that, we could kind of get to an answer of uh your root question so what would you say to that who is kendrick lamar to you well first off that is an excellent point that you make i think that a lot of the things nowadays is we have to 
fully buy into the person and and define we have to we're in this era where we have to define something before we can before we can place it somewhere like it's it's a thing where we can't allow for contradictions and all these all these things that are just natural human things so like so it you're right we do have to decide whether Kendrick is this introverted quiet person who just speaks loudly through his music or is he the person on you backseat freestyle or is he a combination of all that I've often compared Kendrick Lamar to Tupac and not just the simple comparison of west coast rappers and Kendrick it idolizes everything Tupac does it's it's not just that but beyond that is the the duality that Kendrick has is very similar to Tupac's. Now, Tupac seemed to be more, more 50-50 light and dark. Kendrick seems to be more 70-30 when, <laughs> yeah. when it comes to the, the light and the dark side. But you have the dark moments like the use, like the, every album has the songs like, you know, the feel, the pride, like all these deep cuts where he's really going low and he's got these moments of self-hate. And then he's got these moments of self-love like I and you know and humble and dna and all these like th- these proud moments too and so he's he's really just himself through his music i think is what we have to judge him on because we don't know Kendrick Lamar outside of music we really don't like i mean the only time we've heard Kendrick Lamar in any type of headline recently that doesn't relate to music is the whole buying his sister a car thing but before yeah. <laughs> be, before that before that if Kendrick wasn't making music and that was only a headline for a couple of days whatever and so uh if if you take if you take away that headline we've never really heard anything about Kendrick outside of outside of his music outside of what he's saying in his music and outside of the music itself we don't hear of Kendrick Lamar where Drake we hear him you know and not to do the Drake Kendrick comparisons but Drake everywhere Drake goes it's an event. It's a it's a it's a moment, and everyone's there. The photographers are there. They're capturing everything. Kendrick, we don't know what he does for twenty four hours of every day. We really don't know. We we rarely see him. Uh, we see him at concerts, and we see him in music videos, and that's really the extent of what we see. Kendrick, he's not doing press conferences. He's showing up sometimes at games. He's so, Andre three thousand. Yeah, he's Andre three thousand exactly. Um, I like that. I like that point a lot. So to unpack who I think he is, I think he is the person in his music, and that's how he chooses to express himself. And it creates the, the not knowing Kendrick creates this mystique around him of of not know of not knowing him publicly. And and so the question of the question of who Kendrick is, I believe he is the guy through his music, and I I don't know if. I don't know if that can, that's the thing that's been struggling with me, that's been sticking with me this whole time, is can somebody like Kendrick Lamar, who just does music, be the face of, the all-time face of hip-hop? Because right now, he is the face of hip-hop. He's outselling Drake, he's outselling everybody in the game right now. And so he is right now, 2017, the hottest name out. And, but beyond that, can he be the all-time face when, he doesn't. He doesn't have. He doesn't have much outside of his music. We don't even hear a lot about his brand endorsements or anything. Even when he does those, we don't hear much about them. We hear about it, and it's gone thirty seconds later. It doesn't yeah. last. He's very. He's very quiet. So, to me, it's. 
it's very it's very interesting to see where this where the public perceives him and i think that the public perceives him as what, kind of what you described this forward thinking quiet person that speaks loudly through his music do you agree or disagree with that yeah i definitely agree i think like since it's 2017 right now and it's pretty much the age of social media mm-hmm. that Right now, at this very moment, social media presence seems like it's more important than it actually is, like in the longevity of like life. Right. So when we expand into who is Kendrick Lamar, the person, 50 years from now, when uh, we begin to move on, I think what's going to be left is really just his music. I I think 50 years from now, people are not going to give a fuck about Drake's dances. People are not going to give a fuck about uh, OVO Jordans. Uh, people are not going to give a fuck about uh, just like other shit. Like pe- things come and go socially, but music, that's what's like long lasting. And so from 50 years from now, when Kendrick dies, when we all die, the only thing left is the music. And then uh, when people talk about Tupac, a lot of the times they're talking about Tupac's music. They're not talking about Tupac. They bring up the duality a little bit. But that's because it's in the music. But a lot of people aren't talking about Tupac like who was Tupac the person. I do kind of disagree with that. I, okay. I do. I think that a lot of Pac is beyond his music. And I think that a lot of times I'll see scrolling through Twitter. You know, I follow, there's pages I follow that are hip hop pages. Some, I even follow some Tupac Shakur fan pages and everything. And so, like, a lot of times I'll see. A lot of things that we, that I see more than his music, actually, I don't see people posting his songs as much as I see posting videos, like the video where he's speaking to the judge, um, you know, all these like iconic videos, the, inter- the interview talking about uniting East and West, uh, Bab- or Death Row East, launching Death Row East and all that, all these like iconic interviews in Tupac's career, like I see those a lot, the whole I may not change the world, but I'll but I'll spark the brain that will type all these interviews and moments and stuff. This is what I see more of when it comes to Tupac actually than his music. His music is still there. It's still, it's still, it's still strong. It's still prevalent. But I think that Tupac speaking from his standpoint, I think that, I think that his, his content is, is more so, or his, his brand is, is just as powerful, if not more powerful than his music, who he was as a person, his imagery. He's a- as personable as it comes when it comes to hip-hop, in my opinion. And to talk about what you said in 2017, I'll let you interject in a second, but okay. that's kind of where I was going, and so I'm glad you took it there, was that in 2017, the social media presence is everything. The branding, the branding has never been more important, not only because of... Because of um, how how much content is out there how there is an how the media has been completely in, introverted but because of or inverted sorry because of there's so much content out there there's more content than consumers and so it's totally flipped the media business around and so with all that content you got to have some type of brand something to make you stick out and i don't know if it's just the music if it can be just the music we're seeing okay go ahead well, I say, but wouldn't you say Kendrick's brand is kind of just like a mystery? Like that's part of the brand right. is that we don't know him really. We only know him musically. Like, like there's some pretty big stuff that like I want Kendrick to explain. Explain is like when uh, on the damn album 
when he's talking about all these black Israelite uh, stuff. It's like, man, I would appreciate it if you go on an interview and explain your feelings about this black Israelite stuff because that's a pretty strong message he's pushing forward through a through an album. Right. But it is also kind of interesting in the age of where everybody's telling you everything about themselves that he's zagging when everybody's zigging. You get what I'm saying? Right. So that's like part of the brand. And by like um by having that like being mis uh, I can't even find the word, but like not knowing what's going on in his personal life kind of makes his artistry seem more important and it's harder to poke holes through his artistry. Right, because we don't know of his contradictions because all, all we know of Kendrick pretty much like, we, like we've been saying since the start of this podcast is pretty much most of what we know from Kendrick is through his music. You hear other, I, we don't even hear other people talk about him too much, let alone you know himself talk publicly. He did one interview off of Damn when it dropped, and that was with Zane Lowe. And then he and waited it was like <laughs> he waited like yeah, and and like as Zane Lowe would ask him questions, and he would just leave it very, um, he would leave it very like open ended. Like he would say, um, you know, he had the question where it was like, is it, um, is the the lady is the lady or is blood the beginning or the end of, of, of life or whatever. And he's like, I can't tell you that that's for you guys to find out. So he makes it purposely to where you have to digest the music. You have to live with the music. And I think that that you're right. That does create mystique around him and that empowers his music because Kendrick is this enigma that everybody's like intrigued by and trying to figure out almost right. Like that is part of his brand. So I think you're, I think you're hitting the nail on the head there. Yeah. And then, like, just with, so you say, like, we say that's his brand is being just, like, super vague, leaving everything open-ended. And the reason why he doesn't talk to the media, from what I've heard, is that uh, when he was doing his press run for Section 80, is he was really uh, beginning to open up about his thoughts of Black Israelites, the things his mom taught him growing up. And he was getting a lot of backlash from the media for uh, things that he was saying. And Top had him kind of uh, step back from interviews and watch what he's saying. And I think from that point on is Kendrick just kind of stuck with that, uh, what Top Dog told him to don't answer questions directly and stuff. And that's why we have interviews the way we do right now. Hmm. I never I never actually knew that. Um, I, I came around Kendrick Lamar's section around Section 80 time. But yeah, I never... Um... I never remember there being not mass controversy, but controversy because Kendrick was still a budding star at that point. He was, he was somebody that, you know, people were paying attention to, but they weren't, he didn't have everyone's eyes. I wouldn't say it was mass controversy because he was still a growing star before where he was at, at that level. Like any controversy is bad controversy because you haven't made it yet. So even if it was small, like it mattered to him and like that's what I'm talking about where he just took that in and just like even though he's getting bigger he's still not expanding on his personal life. Yeah. I I agree with that. So go go were you going to say something? Yeah, and I was just going to say for him to be the face of hip hop, let's say like 50 years from now. I don't think just so we're clear, I don't think there's ever going to be just one face of hip hop. So there's that just put it out there right and um but yeah i think kendrick can be a face of this generation's hip-hop definitely it's because like 
I, me personally, I think the social media stuff is overrated. And so in the future, that's going to be gone. And what's going to be left is be like the guy that, uh, that dropped the control verse, that's going to be around like 20 years from now. Like hip hop was really on some DJ Khaled shit before that control verse. Where mm-hmm. and I use like the ASAP Rocky One Train song as like my example, where uh, that song featured Kendrick Lamar, Joey Badass, Yellow Wolf, Danny Brown, Action Bronson, Crit, and all these guys at the time were around the same level, some a little higher, some a little lower, but around the same level, and they were all on one song together, just being like, "Unite! This is hip hop. It's all love." But post that control verse, I don't really see that. And that's what I want from my uh, my face of hip-hop. I want somebody that sets trends. And I think Kendrick is definitely a man that sets trends. And that's why I think at the end of the day, he can be a face of this age of hip-hop for sure. Like, again, that BET cypher that he did in 2013, the BET cyphers haven't been popping in forever. Mm-hmm. And then after that 2013, when he hit, hit him with that, ha ha, chokes on you, high five. I'm bulletproof. Like the BET cipher was popping for three years post that that verse he dropped. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what that's what I want in the face of hip hop. Somebody that sets trends. And then uh with the videos surfacing with uh police killing black unarmed men and the song All Right and I was used as like a song as hope. Both singles are continuously played on the radio, but both songs are more than singles because of the themes of self-love and hope during the hard time the uh the run that those two songs that were on were like you said like tupac is definitely a face of hip hip-hop because of what he was doing socially and the run that uh i and all right had that kind of reminds me of like gives me that tupac feeling of keep your head up and changes and that kind of vibe that is that expands over decades and uh no matter how much time goes by people will always go back to that record. And just for that sole fact that that's why I believe Kendrick will be a face of hip hop when it's all said and done. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And and to to build upon that, like I, I've always said that Jay-Z is the face of hip hop. And that's also because I believe he's the greatest of all time. Those who know me know that I publicly stated, whether it's on podcasts, whether it's Twitter, through like massive rants. But I believe Jay-Z is the GOAT for reasons of, that are very, very obvious, you know, the, the, yeah. the, he put the, in the time, bro. yeah, yeah. And every, the success, the, the talent, the, the way he evolved and everything. But one of the things he is, is Jay-Z is a superstar celebrity in the hip hop mogul. He embodies everything hip hop, hip hop. Like he comes from arguably the most important place in hip hop, which is Brooklyn. He started as a dirt poor hustler and worked his way to near billionaire status. Like he will be a billionaire in the near future. And so, when you have, like, Jay-Z just embodies the hip-hop dream and what hip-hop was founded upon was this, and became it became, it, it started as this, you know, expressing the inner cities, and, um, expressing, you know, the plights of the inner cities. And then it evolved into, once hip-hop started to take off, it evolved into getting out of that situation. Once there actually started to be money pumped into hip-hop and hip-hop actually became, be, became popular, there, there, it became a way out. And so Jay-Z represents all of that. Jay-Z yeah. represents the start to the finish of hip hop. And, yeah, and now, I, now he's like the, he's one of the biggest names. I mean, he, he just dropped an album and it's one of the, it's not, not only just from 
you know, analytically speaking, it being one of the best albums of the year by uh, by a mile. But it's also it's also amazing how many how everyone knows who Jay Z is and everyone is rocking with this. Whether you're you know whether you're 45 or you're 14, everyone's rocking with it. And so that's why to me Jay Z's been the face. But you're right, Tupac is also the face of hip hop. Um, there and there you know there's countless there's countless other MCs Eminem. They all bring their own little kind of like what you started what you started the podcast with saying is that they all kind of bring their own thing. And that's because hip hop has evolved so much. It's not just the the simple rhyme scheme where everybody has the same verse, same flows, whatever. It's now it's dabbled into all these things like to pimp a butterfly is so different than, you know, and then there's eight oh eights and heartbreak and like all these different things that are like that are so that they're hip hop, but at the same time, they're almost not. Like hip hop has become this all-encompassing genre. You have yeah. you have Mac Millers and you have Kendricks. You have you know Kanye's and you have Davies. Like you have all these different names uh, and, and like styles and personalities, and they're all they're all within the realm of hip hop, but it's so broad. So I think you're yeah. right saying that there's multiple faces, and Kendrick can definitely be that face because yeah. to me. Kendrick represents a, a millennial through and through. He represents someone that, like, millennials learn, are known as these people who want to be very creative and, init- and, and like, initiate and, and, and pave new ways and new paths and do things the unconventional way. Like, that's the one thing about millennials that is um, that, it, that sticks out as, as their characteristic, uh, you know, from studies is that they want to be different. They want to do things unconventionally you know so i think kendrick can you're right embody a a, a, and be a face of hip-hop but can but but can he be the face and you're saying there there will never be a face like you're saying yeah okay there won't be one face but even just to like if you want to say like there'll be like three faces or four faces or five faces i'm saying like he could definitely be one of those faces and just to get back to your point about jay-z because i agree with you like jay-z is one of the goats and and uh, Kendrick right now has four albums. Jay Z has thirteen albums, right? And uh, three three albums of Kendrick's are mainstream, and then the other one, Section Eighty, that I would say was bigger post Good Kid, Mad City than pre Good Kid, Mad City. Right, definitely. And it's so like Kendrick is still young in his career. Four albums, uh, Jay Z, four albums in was Reasonable Doubt, In My Lifetime, Volume One, Two, Three, and uh. That he hasn't even put out the blueprint yet. Jay Z hasn't even put out a black album yet. He hasn't retired yet. Like Jay Z mm-hmm. has gone through a long process to be this Jay Z that we look at and say that's hip hop. And what I'm saying about Kendrick right now is what he's doing currently. If he continues this pace or even tapers off a little bit, he's gonna go down as one of the greats because he's on a hell of a run. He has four albums, guaranteed two classics. Four albums, two classics. You know what I mean? That's that's the run that Kendrick's on. And uh, Jay-Z has 13 albums. Kendrick only has four. You got to yeah. give this man time to grow. And that's what I'm saying. Eventually, unless this man, God forbid, passes away, even if that does happen, um, he'll probably still go down as the face of this generation while, uh, while Drake is selling out to the pop lane. I, I don't see people 
equating Drake to hip hop. I feel when you talk about like this generation specifically, since I'm talking about multi faces for hip hop, I think the nod will always go to Kendrick because artistically he's taking more chances. He's doing things that are uh, more in depth. And Drake is just at this point after the Meek Mill beef gave up on rap and is pretty much making uh pop dance records. So uh, with multi-face hip hop goats, I feel like Kendrick is going to be the one that signifies it for this generation specifically for sure. And that will make him one of the faces of the all time greats. Well, I mean, you, you certainly have, you certainly have a lot of faith in Kendrick's future. And I agree. He hasn't given us any reason to not have faith. He continues to impress every album. And so I don't want to stray too far into the where he's going to fall. Cause like I said, I already did the conversation of if he's top five already. And um, again, I said, yes, Don said, no, that was a great debate. So check that out um, once again, cause that was, that was, that was an awesome podcast that apparently Will Gill wanted to jump on. <laughs> <laughs> I was alive uh, texting Chris Patty that episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a good one. But yeah. So any, anyways, um, with Kendrick's, going to a going to this place where now he he is becoming a face of hip hop he is the face of hip hop right now and he could become a face but not the face it it becomes the value of it kind of equates the the question of and, and it's been talked a lot about recently hip hop dx talked about it all these platforms and publications have talked about it is what's more important the brand or the artistry and so, Will Gill, you clearly believe that the artistry is more important than the brand in 2017. Yeah, just because for the simple fact, I, I just feel like brands come and go. And, and brands over long periods of time also change. So, yeah, maybe, hey, maybe something happens and Kendrick falls off. Like you're saying, I do have a lot of faith in his uh, future career in hip hop. Right. But I'll, I'll be shocked. I honestly would be shocked. And then and then who knows? Maybe he'll become more mature. Maybe he'll become more confident in his interviews. Maybe he'll give himself a little more. Just just for another example, on this album of Damn, like I know it's on the music, he held that story about Top Dog and his dad. How many of these stories does he have? Right. And and I maybe he's gonna get to a point to where he's so secure about everything he's doing musically, he accomplished everything he wants to accomplish, that maybe he'll start expanding more on interviews. Maybe he starts doing more public speaking. We don't know that because his career is so young. Right. And uh, we, I think we have to give him time to grow as an individual, uh, as a person that it's hard being a quiet kid from the ghetto and all of a sudden you're the face of hip hop. You know, that's right. a big transition. And I feel like, Maybe the transition is happening slower for people than they wanted it. But I feel like as long as it's happening, and I think it's clearly happening, that, uh, yeah, he's definitely going to be, he has an opportunity to be uh, a face of hip-hop for sure. Yeah, and we're getting to this point where I never thought that ever that Kendrick and Drake would drop in the same year and Kendrick would outsell Drake. I never thought that was going to happen. Like, I, I didn't think that, anyone could outsell Drake, you know, regardless of how you feel about his music. Uh, he, he is by far the king of record sales right now of this generation. And right now, though, Kendrick is outselling him by far. Kendrick's on his way to quadruple platinum on, 
and what has it been like less than four months since he dropped yeah and so yeah i mean can i ask you a quick question yeah, Chris? Go, go ahead do you consider Nas a face of hip-hop i consider him i consider him a staple in hip-hop but definitely an important culture i mean an important cultural piece like Elmatic is the birth of so much of hip hop and Nas himself is a great artist and everything and he and he had, you know, I I I often agree that his catalog is is lackluster outside of outside of Elmatic, but I also think at the same time it's become a little bit too cool to bash his his, his art and his art has been kind of undervalued at the same time as being potentially overvalued because of Illmatic. So um, it, it's kind of Nas. I would consider him, I would consider him a culture piece, an important central staple of hip-hop culture, but I don't know if he's necessarily a face because, again, it depends, on, it depends on how many faces we're allowing. Are we allowing, yeah. are we allowing 30 or are we allowing two? If okay, we're... The, the reason I asked the question is because I clearly kind of defined where I'm going with like the faces, like I think faces could pretty much go for like one or two per generation. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm allowing in a lot of faces and I just want to get your specific definition of faces. So we could kind of move forward. Cause right. like, are you saying Jay-Z is the standalone face of hip hop of all time right now for you? I think he's the biggest face. I think, okay. I think to me, he's the biggest face. I don't think again, hip hop has evolved so much to where it's not just one sound one style one whatever and and it's it's so many things it, it's so many things now so i believe he is the biggest face and i think that's where i'm kind of going with this discussion okay. is you know maybe not the face because like we're saying there is no one face but can kendrick lamar be the biggest face of hip-hop and so so like my follow-up question would be like uh so for you kendrick will have to dethrone jay-z as the face of hip-hop overall for you to that's what you're kind of working through on this yeah 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 like okay i, th I think that um and you know again the face doesn't necessarily mean the talent uh because, yeah yeah definitely because again like you can you could be a cultural impact you you have to be great to be a cultural impact but you you don't have to be the best and so, like, like again, the the Tupac example, like Tupac is far from the most talented technical skill rapper, but his aura, his 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 music, his his voice, his everything, what he stood for, and everything made him such a universal face of hip hop. And so, and, and so, you know, you can even argue that Tupac is the face of hip hop instead of Jay Z. I'm not going to be mad at somebody that does, but um, so so again, it's not it's not talent. It's so I'm not saying you know is Kendrick on pace of talent. I think Kendrick does. Like I said, Jay Z is my number one. I think Kendrick does have what it takes to become the number one of all time. But that doesn't mean necessarily mean he's the face of hip hop because okay. hip hop has always been not always, but it's become since it's become popular. It's become the stardom. It's become the it's become the limelight. Like so much of it has become, you know, wh whether you like that or not, a lot of it has become who, who is in this, who is the biggest celebrity. 
you know. But so. don't you feel with uh, Kendrick's new album, Damn, that like he's kind of gunning for the top spot all the time in his verses? Like Humble's pretty much telling everybody else to be humble because he's the best. Right. And like, I feel like that's the shift that I'm talking about where it's early in his career. He's just grinding it out. And damn, I'm starting to hear like him saying, I'm the best. Yeah, and right. So, th- and this is four albums in. So if we're projecting forward that like, I feel like the brand gets bigger, Kendrick gets a little bit more confident and we could see where that goes. And eventually he could maybe turn into something like a Jay-Z. Jay-Z uh, star-wise really hopped off the screen early. He had his brand down, like he was uh, biting off that mafia sound. It just might seem that star status for Kendrick is going to be a longer route. But since his music is so good, uh, I feel like people are going to give him enough time to grow to where he can eventually become that star and be that face that uh, Jay-Z currently is for you. Yeah, right. And, and I agree. So, I mean, to wrap, to wrap this up, to wrap this thought up, is essentially when it comes to, when it comes to Kendrick Lamar being among, among the faces of hip-hop and having the potential to be the face of hip-hop, it ultimately a lot of this depends on the music too. Like if the if Kendrick for whatever reason falls by the wayside, I think that that's going to hurt his hurt his brand. So he has to not only keep up. So it's it's tied with the greatest of all time, but it's also but it's not entirely the greatest of all time, right? You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. So, so they're 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 sort of they're not independent, but they're not codependent, you know. They're, yeah, yeah, I hear you. They're or they're not dependent, but they're not independent either. It's it's a, it's a it's a murky middle ground. So, anyways, so Will Gill, you're saying that you think forward to 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 wrap this up. You think that forward speaking that Kendrick can become the face of a generation or overall hip hop. Like where can Kendrick be an overall face, the overall face, the most popular overall face of hip hop? I think. He would have to keep up the the pace he's on right now. He can eventually become the single face of hip hop if he keeps up this pace, which is an amazing pace. Which I don't know if he could do it, but even if he tapers off a little bit and like his career kind of has his ups and downs, I'm saying at worst, at worst, he's going to be the face of this generation's hip hop. And if he could somehow keep up this pace, I feel uh, he's going to go with the I'm the greatest route. And that him uh, hitting his chest saying I'm the greatest is going to give him that star power he needs to be the face of hip hop. He's not going to do it with jewelry. He's not going to do it with uh, with dressing flashy. He's going to do it by just pure talent. All right. And I I agree with going forward that it's going to that that's going to be the way he does it if he does it but again it's going to be dependent on you know can he keep up the level of excellence that he's already betrayed or already already demonstrated so once again will gill thank you for coming on the podcast why don't you i'll let you um plug plug yourself because i know we plugged in the beginning but yeah but i like what you guys do plug yourself again (laughs) i appreciate it uh if you guys want to hear more of what i gotta say uh you guys could just search on your wherever you get wherever you guys get your podcast just search hip-hop review podcast we're pretty much on every platform but spotify we're trying to get the illuminati people to let us in spotify and uh, <laughs> we'll be there eventually too but 
all uh, places everybody finds their podcast, Hip Hop Review Podcast. Search us. And if you're a big fan of Chris Platty, he's uh, been on there about three, four times now. So if you just really want to fuck with Chris, he's on our podcast too. Come check out those episodes because uh, they're pretty good, especially the Drake and uh, Jay-Z one we did. Oh yeah, that was a, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you everybody for tuning in to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host Chris Platty. Uh, once again, I apologize for the little bit of hiatus here with the summer. I'm still trying to launch the ChrisPlatty.com, the launch on YouTube, the video audio. I'm getting close. I'm gearing up. Um, you know, I'm starting to gear up uh, for my return to Michigan State as well. So I'm hoping that everything's out there and and ready by the time I. By the time I return to Michigan State, I hope to have everything out there. I will keep you guys updated on a release date for all this for, for the next step in my podcast. It, um, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you can go back and check out all my hip-hop and NBA podcasts because I do Strictly Hoop Talk as well, which is an NBA show. Um, and it's all in one feed. You can check it out on iTunes, Podbean. Um, just search Chris Platty Presents Strictly Hip-Hop and Strictly Hoop Talk. Or if you'd rather go to my Twitter at Real Chris Platty. That's C-H-R-S-P-L-A-T-T-E. If you don't know how to spell real, don't follow. But <laughs> in the in the in the bio is uh is a link to both my iTunes and Podbean. So whichever way you prefer to consume right now, um my podcast right now, those are those are the options. But again, I'm expanding to everywhere. Gonna try and get into Spotify. Uh definitely gonna be on YouTube, both video and audio wise. Um and again I'll have video podcasts on iTunes um, I'll be on Google Play. I'll I'll be on SoundCloud if it's alive. I'll be. I'll <laughs> chance, be. Chance the rapper saved it, bro. We good. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll be everywhere. So um, stay tuned for that. Uh, so stay tuned for my Twitter and my Facebook for the latest information on that next step in the podcast. I got a lot of stuff coming soon. Gonna have some local artists uh, podcast coming up soon, uh, as well as as well as uh, some more album reviews. Actually, later today as we speak. Um, I'm going to later record the autobiography Vic Mensa album uh, review with Ooh, Connor, it's lit. yeah with with my homie Connor Ennis from Kickback Hip Hop. So um, that that'll be coming soon. So these will be coming roughly around the same time. And um, still going to review four four four. There's a reason I'm holding out, and so you'll see when it when it comes out. Um, definitely going to review. I, I like you said, we'll get a lot of stuff dropped. So I missed some things. Um, I haven't missed them, but I haven't put them out yet. You know, I'm still gonna review Grateful. I'm still gonna review 444. All these, all these uh, big albums. I might, you know, what Will Gill? I might even review Meek Mill. Oh, wins and losses. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, That's I haven't. Definitely uh, worth a worth a checkout. That's for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, you Will Gill, of course, know my long stance on on Meek Mill. Yeah, <laughs> I have I have deleted people off Snapchat for snapping. I have one rule: do not snap me, Meek Mill. I'm not a fan uh, of Meek Mill, but I'm hearing a lot of great things about this project. So who knows? Maybe, maybe I'm finally gonna be turned around by Meek Mill, and maybe I'm yeah, fin- like, finally gonna like. like we him. talked about on this pod that Meek's been doing a lot of growing up. You know, you gotta give sometimes you gotta give these artists some time to develop. Yeah, or you could just hate them. It's kind of fun. Yeah, that's that's cool too. <laughs> <laughs> no man. Um so yeah, so might even do that. Uh might even sprinkle in some classic album reviews. Uh all all the all sorts of stuff's coming. So stay tuned for all that. Um just kind of preparing for the, the launch of ChrisPlay.com. That's gonna be the next big step. And I'm hoping to have an NBA podcast to you soon. But once again, Will Gill, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate you and Vontae the Pro. Shout out Vontae the Pro. 
I gotta. I feel like I'm giving too much love to you. I feel like I gotta have Vontae on one time without having you on because every yeah. time, every time it's it's the two of us and it's either Vontae or no Vontae. <laughs> I gotta, yeah. I gotta show Vante some love, man. So Vante, we always salute. joke that like, uh, that um, that this is because this is the only example I could think of. I'm not trying to say we correlate to this, but I'm saying uh, we always joke that we're like Outcast and <laughs> Big Boy, and he's Andre 3000 because like sometimes nobody knows what he's doing or where he's at. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, man. Uh, shout out, shout out Vontae the pro, man. He's, he's a good dude. Um, he's always welcome to come on the podcast. I'll hit him up. You know, I'm going to do that before this summer's over, before I go back to school, I'm going to have him on, I'm going to try and have him on a podcast. I'm going to try and do track him down. Do it for the down. culture, Chris Platty. Do it for the culture. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Will Gill, man. Uh, take care. And I know you'll be back soon, man. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me, y'all, man. It's always fun. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.